All right. Good morning, family, and welcome to Documenting Dreams. My name is Janelle Haynes, your principal owner of Just Eat LLC, and it is my pleasure to be before you with a very special guest. As you know, all of my guests are very special, extra special, to be honest, in my book. Uh, but this guest is someone that I truly appreciate. You know, as he says, he is a bridge builder. I can definitely attest to that being something or a word that describes him. So his name is Chuck Meadows. And I just want Chuck to share a little bit about his story, how he came to be this bridge builder, this innovator, an advocate, and one who I often say he considers the least of these first. And so Chuck, if you had to give us your elevator speech, what would it be? Yeah, so my elevator speech is, um, you know, a guy who grew up, um, exposed right to to the need for for bridges to be built i guess i would say <laughs> at a very early age so um i grew up in in washington park which was not so great neighborhood but to parents who um were doing very well and understood the value of education and who pushed me and that push that that upbringing um in a, in a neighborhood that where, where people were suffering but to parents that were pushing um, really made me who I am, right? And so you see problems and you're in a position to solve them, so solve them. <laughs> and that's pretty much what I've been doing my, my entire career. Nice. So, you know, that I believe where you grew up is a part of your story. And if you were getting ready to tell your story, you know, would you start there or would you start somewhere else? And who do you think would tell it or should tell your story? Hmm, that's an interesting one. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I do think that my story begins um well i guess when i was born but 1981 <laughs> <laughs> we moved from uh you know so kind of the suburbs um in south metro atlanta um into into historic washington park um which is a neighborhood that my my father grew up in uh and so it definitely starts there i mean my story may have to be narrated by a few people because <laughs> there was no one there that was present for the whole time um, and that's a part of what I think uh, has made me, me as well. Lots of different influences um, and, and mentors and supporters um, throughout uh, my life. And so it would be difficult to pick one person to tell that ent entire story because uh, there are some people who weren't around for some of those chapters. Right, that's so um, great that you pointed it out because when you think about the documentaries that we watch, which is one of my favorite things to do, or favorite pastimes, if you will. And there are certain people that are in that starting lineup, as we call it, right? You know, I have my elite eight and some people have their starting five or their, you know, their best six man. So if you had to describe those people, and you don't have to name them, but maybe describe some of those attributes, who would they be? And, you know, what are the things that they do to maybe hold you accountable or just, you know, keep you grounded? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. Um, I think I learned that lesson later in life, like how, how impactful that starting five of that lineup can be mm -hmm. uh, just in terms of your trajectory. Uh, and so there are some people that I feel hold very valuable positions in my life now um, who came into my life a little bit later along the, along the line, which is fine. Um, but um, I think that that's, that's, that's part of how the story was written as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I've got a core group of, of folks, some of whom you, you, you might know or be very, very familiar with, that, uh, that push me in, in, in different ways. And I think, um, you know, there are individuals who I continue to be <laughs> um, impressed and amazed by their opinion of me. 
<laughs> you know, it's kind of like, really, you think that I am this person? And so yeah. it that challenges me to live up to that perception, right? If, mm -hmm. if, I, if I notice that and appreciate that, and I know that it's connected to something, then that instills a drive in me to make sure that I'm living up to that standard. Um, and that's been, you know, very helpful along the way. And I have others who remind myself, remind me to, um, to take a step back, um, to relax. Um, and I think to, to not let um, the ambition become consuming, right? Sometimes you're pushing so much and pushing so hard that you can forget um, to regenerate, get to restore, get to, you know, practice good self-care. Um, and that's a healthy and important reminder as well. Um, so yeah, I've really been pleased at the way, you know, um, uh, folks come together and some of these individuals know each other and some of them don't, um, but they play, um, different roles in, in helping me stay on track. Um, and not just on track, but helping me continue to excel and grow. Yeah, so do they attribute to um, your personal mission? And if so, what is that? Yeah, so um, I would say absolutely. So so my personal mission, I think, is a little bit... Um, well, one of the things I've been pleased with and fond of in my career, like my life mission has always been wrapped up in in what I'm doing every day for work, right? And and that, to me, um, you know, I I have appreciated that responsibility or that 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 opportunity to go to work every day and push for things that I believe in, right? And so my my personal mission is very much reflected in my career. And that that's just to, to, to make an impact, to, have, to, to make a difference. Um, and so growing up in Washington Park and seeing, um, you know, families suffering from generational poverty um, to uh, watching um, folks, you know, sort of, um, you know, su suffer from a lack of opportunity, um, economic, educational, otherwise, um, from walking past, you know, rundown homes or abandoned buildings and, um, you know, seeing the way crime um, sort of victimizes individuals who don't have different opportunities. And so growing up um, there made me want to uh, do something that improved things for not just folks in Washington Park, but, 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 you know, people in that, you know, kind of like you said, at the top, the least of these. And so, you know, how do I get a seat at the table or at least close enough to the table where I can have an influence uh, in some capacity, right? That, and, and in a way that is going to make things better, uh, increase opportunity, um, hopefully decrease inequity, Right. And, uh, and, and that, that is, that is my personal mission. I always want to have whatever I'm doing. Uh, I always want that to have an impact. And I've been, been thankful for Like I said, the opportunity to do that throughout my career uh, and then add additional, you know, volunteer opp opportunities and, and, uh, and engagements to, uh, to support that as well. Nice. That's, that's why I, every time I listen to you speak, I'm amazed at just some of the, I'm amazed at your ambition to create this space for people who would either least expect it or at least expect it to do, you know, some great things. And I think that part of that, um, you talked about being, you know, not, we won't say, you didn't say overly ambitious, but your ambition sometimes can get, you get very passionate. And then, you know, sometimes either people can misunderstand it or feel like, okay, bring it back a little bit or whatever. Talk about how that level of ambition you know, cause people to maybe distort what you were really trying to do, you know, or get confused about what you really want to ha happen. And how yeah. you grew, grew from that. 
That's a that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, one of the the sayings I sort of lean back on is, you know, it's 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 not enough just just to be right, right? It's not enough to do the right thing. It's not it's not good enough to be right. You can have the 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 best motives and the well in, and most well intentioned and the best intentions. Um, but you know, people ha do need to understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. um, and so um, I do think that there are folks who who may look at look back across what I've done or you know, look at my resume and say, okay, well, that's someone who's you know, trying to climb the ladder. He's trying to get somewhere. He's trying to, you know, and uh, and not necessarily see, um, you know, what I think my my own personal mission is, and so. Uh, a big part of that is in each step of the way, you know, being clear with people why you're doing what it is you want to do mm -hmm. um, and how that that drive connects with them, right? The, the sort of the what's in it for them. Mm -hmm. And um, that is the challenge in each each individual action, making sure that the, the those that you are working with and working around um, understand the goal uh, and understand how that goal relates to them. And so what you are explaining to them may not be your your total motivation, right? It may not be um, the entire picture, but giving them the piece of the picture that, that means the most to them and helping them understand uh, why they should be involved. Um, I've learned that very often that can motivate folks to do something they wouldn't ordinarily do. And by that, I mean, you know, someone may not see a reason why they should be involved in resolving a particular inequity. Um, but if you tell them how <laughs> that, that that the outcome would impact them as well and how it benefits them as well, um, then they come along. And I'll take that. I mean, I think overall, you want people to, to, to be motivated um, by the greater good. But the fact of the matter is, um, that isn't the case all the time. And so yeah. if they're not bought into the greater good, understanding how um, it impacts them will help them, uh, will help bring them along, right? And help, yeah. help, help uh, hopefully bring them towards the cause. Yeah, and I think that requires people believing in you or, you know, first the belief, you have to start somewhere with the thought or the vision or whatever, but you, and believing in yourself. But I think even the icing on top or the cherry on top, if you will, is somebody believing in you. And so, you know, that leads me to the next question is who believes in you the most? Hmm. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think that, uh, so my mother comes immediately to mind and, and both my parents, I shouldn't leave them out. You asked for one individual, they come, they kind of come as a package. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I do get a sense from them and I always have, right? That when I accomplish something, whatever that is, if it's um, getting into a particular school or landing a particular job or, or whatever the case may be, they are always pleased, but not surprised. Right, by that I mean they are they share in the celebration, they they share in that joy. Um but there's always a sense of yeah, we 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 knew that you were going to do these types of things. Uh, and while that sounds, you know, that can that that sounds like it may be a little bit frustrating. It, it, it it's a it's a it's a it's a strong reminder, right? Um like mm -hmm. you know, we have 
uh, as, as your parents helped make sure that you had access to these opportunities. And we're pleased that you're taking advantage of them and, and doing what, doing what, uh, and, and, and making things happen, using them as opportunities to make things happen. But, uh, you know, there's nothing surprising about it. And that's a, that's a strong reminder that, um, you know, to whom much is given, a lot is expected. And yeah. up to that is important. For sure. And it's funny, you know, I listened to you and the thing that stood out to me the most is you said, believe but not surprised. And that struck me because when I tell people about some of the things that I'm doing, have done and I want to do, and then they see them happen, they're like, Janelle, that's great. But I have to say I'm not surprised. And it's always like, well, dang, like that was kind of the goal to like come to you with this big thing. And you'd be like, man, that's awesome. But to your point, like it's more of an affirmation and confirmation for those that do believe in you, right? That's right. We saw that's it right. all the time. We knew that this thing was in you and we were waiting for you to do the thing, you know, and show us. And, you know, and I think it's really, instead of that feeling like, man, dang, I didn't surprise them. It's like, oh no, I actually made them feel good about what they were believing in. You know, the, right. the, the investment that they had, you know, if that person is your parent or whoever it is, to come back and say, hey, I did this thing, you know, and I, you were the person that were believing in me for it happening. Um, exactly. <laughs> and, it's happening, and it's happening. So I love I love the way that you said that. Um, there, Every time I interview someone, there's a, there is a theme or resounding message that comes out of it. And several of them come up, but the one that's sticking with me right now and is resonating, I just have to say it out loud, is believe but not surprised. And so I just thank you for saying that. That's I get humble every time I interview someone and those friendly reminders, and that was one of them. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, so we kind of talked about this and maybe there's another word, but if you had to take two words, out, I mean, another word outside of the two words of bridge builder, what's one word to describe you? Yeah. Um, so uh, servant leader uh, is one that's always um, stuck with me. So, you know, obviously I didn't <laughs> I didn't coin the phrase, but, um, you know, you go through different um, professional development and leadership coaching opportunities along the course of your career and servant leadership is one of the ones one of those concepts that was introduced to me sort of early on. And it, 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 to this day, I mean, I think it's still a powerful and impactful word to anyone who consider them, considers themselves a leader. And so putting that term servant next to leader reminds you always that if you are in a leadership position, there are people who you are serving. Um, and service, uh, positioning it that way um, is important because you are you are serving them whether they know it or not, right? And mm -hmm. so it's not a situation where you're delivering something that they um, have requested or have even have demanded. It's, it's, it's serving, right, constituencies in an impactful and a powerful way, whoever those constituencies are made up of. And so that, that, um, that you know, I always strive to be um, a, a servant leader, the type of leader who, even if no one is looking, I am going to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm operating in the best interests of, of those with, with needs, you know, um, that need to be met. Um, and, and, and it reminds you to, to stay humble, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times and, and, you know, leadership positions can come along with, come along with, with lofty titles and, you know, um, different types of recognition. And I think it can be easy to lose track of why you are there in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, and so being a servant leader always reminds you that there, there are folks who are relying on you. You have a, a duty um, that you're, you're obligated to fulfill. And that's the most important part versus, you know, 
being celebrated or being recognized or, or, or throwing your title around. Yeah, for sure. And it sounds like, you know, as a servant leader, that means you're willing to go the second mile. Right. Absolutely. And that's, you know, or the fourth or the fifth or, or whatever. The fourth or the fifth. And, and I'm not just walking with you, but I'm doing the work with you. Right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sharing the load and I'm sharing the burden. And I, I love the title servant leader. I don't, to your point, there are times when we are doing some work and neither person knows the benefit, but it feels good to have somebody that is in a role to lead and guide you to doing that work alongside of you. And, you know, you both later on can look back and see the benefit. You also have, also have to be willing to make some hard decisions. And so I'm just curious about, you know, it, it could be personal or professional, you know, what is one of the hardest decisions you've had to make and who did it impact the most? Wow. Um, I would say, you know, it, it was a, um, a turning point in my career. Um, and uh, I think back to um, so I, so I I left the the Metro Atlanta Chamber. I was um, vice president of public policy there, and um, working to figure out what to do next. And the two opportunities I had one one was the um, was to become the executive director of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership, mm -hmm. and the other was um, I, I actually identified an investor who was willing to fund um, a business plan for, for Jim Adams, right? And so um, Jim Adams um, was and, and is, right? Still a, a sort of family-driven um, business concept that links food and farming, right? And so um, both, you know, sort of capitalizing on natural farming and, and, and uh, creating a business model that delivers that fresh grown produce um, directly to consumers, right? Both to purchase the produce itself, but also to purchase um, uh, finished foods, right? To so prepare foods. So um, at this point, um, I had been um, recruited and, and was offered the position at the, the Beltline Partnership. And I also had this investor who was ready to move forward with, uh, with, with, Jim, with my Jim Adams, my business model for Jim Adams at the time. And um, I couldn't do both, right? That wasn't an option. Uh, so, so over ambitious people can sometimes be over ambitious, ambitious, <laughs> and like they can, they can do it all. Um, but it was, it wasn't a situation where I could do both. And so I had to decide between taking this, um, this role um, at an organization that I had a high level of respect for, um, incredible opportunity to work for one of the biggest urban redevelopment projects in, in the nation, or you know, sort of fulfill this dream of delivering fresh and healthy food and building on family history of farming. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I chose to uh, go work for the Beltline mm -hmm. and to put Jim Adams uh, on hold. And um, that was hard because I mean, it was the first time I really faced that fork in the road as, um, as, as far as a, that type of fork in the road as, as far as my career was concerned. And, you know, choosing between two very different, I mean, actually the opportunities could, it's hard for them to be more different, right? One of them is to work for an established organization um, with lots of, of partners on the local, state and regional level. Um, the other was to, you know, work for my, work, go, go off of my own, work for myself and, and grow this, grow this family business. Um, and so it's, 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 it, 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 it comes to mind because of the way things turned out. 
So um, when I took the job at the Beltline, I was working on um, at a draft lease on some property where we were going to um, build some raised beds of some greenhouses and property also included um, several thousand square feet of space to uh, build out a restaurant and a farmer's market. Um, it was uh, actually on on the Beltline, on, on the west side Beltline Trail. Uh, and so I had to walk away from that opportunity um, to take a an opportunity to work on, you know, the, the, the broader Beltline project. Um, the Beltline experience um, ended up, uh, it, it didn't end well, I'll put it that way. Uh, and that can be that can be a topic for um, maybe episode 26. Another show. <laughs> yeah, another show. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it didn't end well, but I, I learned a lot, right? Um, the uh, the connections I was able to make, the exposure, the understanding of some of the, um, the the challenges around the Beltline, specifically in neighborhoods that suffered from disinvestment, like Washington Park, where I grew up, right? And so the the, the insight it allowed me to gain, the conversations I was able to have, um, and even the way that I exited the 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 project. Um, it was a very tough, uh, and probably, you know, a couple of the most challenging years of my career. Uh, but it was also a period where I grew the most. Mm -hmm. And after, uh, spending some time there was, was still able to get Jim Adams off the ground, um, a couple of years later, um, in a, a different, but still great neighborhood. And so the the reason why that sticks out to me as the toughest decision but also the one that i grew you know the most from is because you know the understanding that that one they're just assert there's there there there're always going to be things that are out of your control mm -hmm. right and so no matter how much you deliberate how much thought you put into a decision um it's it's equally, if not more so, about how you navigate the different things that come out of having made that decision, right? And how you respond um, to those unexpected things. And so um, it was definitely the hardest decision I made. Um, I've, and I still continue to learn from it in that it would be easy to go back and say, well, you know what, I never should have gone and worked for the boat line. I should have just, you know, launched my, my, my own business then and, and started from there and who knows what could have happened. But I would not have had the opportunity to learn and see and experience um, and connect and relate uh, in the ways that that time at the Beltline allowed me to do. And in many ways, it better positioned me to uh, launch the business and um, and continues to teach, uh, continue to yield, continues to yield a lot in terms of um, just the lessons and the connections that were built. Um, I think I was able to take a stand at the Beltline that I wouldn't have had a, an opportunity to take otherwise. Other folks saw that, saw me take that stand. And I think that um, it, it it ended up developing a lot of um, allies and, 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 and very beneficial um, relationships um, that grew out of that experience. Yeah, no, that's so true. Those experiences are very important. And it makes me think of a quote, you know, um, and I, I'm curious about what you think about or what comes up for you when you hear this quote. You know, all information is good information, right? So, what do you think about when you hear, you know, that statement or that quote? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's true. Um, I, I, I definitely think it's true. The, the the more you can learn, the better, right? Even even if the learning hurts, um, I think that also extends to 
my, you know, every, I also believe, and it's sort of an extension of that quote, there is something to be learned from every individual, right? So every person that you come in, uh, come in contact with, there is an opportunity to learn something from that person. It doesn't matter who they are yeah. um, or what they they see. I mean, they, and that 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 is the you know that's the beauty of, of just humans interacting. There's there's always something to, to to be learned, and 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 so yes, I agree that that the more you learn, the more information you gather. Um, the more informed your perspective becomes, uh, especially if you're processing and applying that information as you take it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that that's, that's, that's absolutely true. For sure. And so, you know, in life we have these times when it becomes difficult or we have a setback or, you know, we have to make a hard decision. What is one of the ways, you know, one of my previous guests used the word, I, I recalibrate. How do you recalibrate or reset? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I am learning to look at everything as a as a gift or, and or an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, every experience, no matter how matter matter you know how you may characterize it as you're going through it, um, but every experience is a gift and opportunity. So, you know, I, I, I take an assessment like what 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 is it that I am to have learned from this mm. experience that I had, mm-hmm. um, and how what do I have now that I didn't have before. Mm. Right, and that that assessment, uh, that inventory is, is is very important. And obviously, we're not we take that inventory. We're not talking about necessarily physical things, right? Um, but you know, how is how is my stamina or patience or endurance increased? Mm-hmm. Um, how have my relationships grown? You know, how has my insight or perspective expanded? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I know? How to respond to now that I didn't know to you know how to respond to before, right? So so taking that assessment, that 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 personal inventory, um, you're always going to find something that you gained. You're, you're going to find something that you have now that you didn't have before you went through that. Um, it's just a matter of of of, 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 of of taking that very deliberate perspective to take stock and take inventory. Otherwise, we're saying, you know what, you know, I, I, I wasted time there, right? I didn't, I could have been doing this, I should have been doing that. And, and that you will always find um, uh, <laughs> fuel for that fire as well and, and it can be it, it can become consuming if you're looking at things with that negative perspective you will find um negative things to stack on top of of of, uh, of each other in terms of reasons why um uh it wasn't a good experience but if you're looking to take that personal inventory of how i am better right how 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 i am how my, my position has been improved um through that, that experience you're also going to find a lot of a lot of ways that you grew yeah, that's awesome. So when you think about, you know, your memories and, and specifically your childhood memories, what are, what is your first and best childhood memory? Oh, wow. Um, 